this week on Technically Managing. One day I made a Twitter account and kind of uh, started replying to people's content that I found helpful myself. You know, in my first two weeks, I had already had about three, 4,000 followers. Because I get a DM from Kay shortly after Twitter DM that uh, basically was like, we love your enthusiasm and your passion. And um, basically she had asked, she asked me if I would like to intern in like two months, the summer, uh, upcoming summer, which was in two months at the time. Um, and I remember going to my husband um, and I'm like, what do you think about this DM? I remember thinking it was a scam. I remember like, this is not <laughs> like, this isn't how it works, right? Yeah. Like, but I want to share like what I've always really appreciated about you first. See, I like just seeing you on social media and chatting with you directly and just seeing this like positive, optimistic attitude that you have in this like sea of negativity that seems to be getting like more and more intense everywhere it like inspires me it's like I'll be like getting a little grumpy and you and I will just be like sharing our little dumbass jokes in slack and like it makes me feel better and I'm like okay like this rejuvenates me it's like something I've noticed with you is that you really do help people kind of like kindle that positive flame and it affects like all those around you and it's like a very impressive thing that's not something that can be like expressed on a resume okay we're live welcome to technically managing number 16 the podcast where we're technically managing in life and in our jobs as product managers i'm zachary telke and i'm rob murakami and, and we have our we have second guest, guest. yeah Yay. layla massey <laughs> thanks for having me i'm i've watched like every episode i've been I've been super pumped to be invited as a guest. Thank Have you, you actually watched every episode? <laughs> Honestly, I've definitely skimmed over pretty much every episode, but I just because it's so cute. I've always wanted Aww. to start like my own little podcast thing. So I really admire you guys for, yeah, it's really cool. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I've always it's wanted so to try to have my own, but it's hard work. So yeah, <laughs> we've like definitely <laughs> learned that because we like started doing this. And what were we like initially every other week? Yep, every other week. Yeah, that was aggressive. And now we're I like bet. aiming for once a month. <laughs> You're yeah. like, let's tone it down. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. we should um introduce you for people who don't know. So you started out as a software development intern on, I guess like you'd call it like the database tools org that you and I both fall under. And you just started up full time in your role. Uh, when did you officially like get your offer letter? Because I know it was like the end of the summer. Yeah, I so I finished my summer internship August 25th. And then I got so like I had like a tentative start date of maybe like September 11th. Um, like I props to everybody that really like tackled my my offer letter and stuff because they like got the ball ball rolling like so fast after my summer internship. I I got my offer letter. I think it was, it was on a Saturday. It was like, I was on a walk into the most random <laughs> email ever. I literally like started crying on my walk. Um, but I think it was like, cause I started the 25th. I believe it was sometime after September 11th that I got my offer letter. Um, but yeah, on a Saturday and it was definitely just like the, one of the like biggest moments of my life, I think. Um, that's for sure. Awesome. 
Yeah. So wait, can we backtrack? So okay. Yeah, I, I want to hear. Mm -hmm. oh sorry Go ahead. <laughs> oh wait no I think we're on the same page but it's like I want to yeah. like run through your whole story for mm -hmm. the listeners just because it is like so interesting and I feel like you've like had a very like non-conventional route to oracle but like also a super impactful one so it's like I want to hear from like start to finish like yeah. with the three kind of big milestones being like what was what got you interested in tech and being like a software development or software exactly. developer like software development in general what led up to the oracle internship and then like what led up to the oracle job offer okay. like i want to know so, like all about your whole journey yeah definitely i I also want to know like you know um like where, where you're located you know and when you started like what were you thinking when you decided to go into whatever major you you went into i don't know your major yet you know but yeah. yeah, and I have okay questions too. So <laughs> yeah, um, so I I also I guess I'll like kind of start from the beginning. I I'm obviously a community college student here in Austin, Texas. So I go to uh, ACC Austin Community College is probably like one of the biggest community colleges in Central Texas, um, and the only community college to offer. I think they offer about three different bachelor's degrees. Um, one of them is actually a software development bachelor's. Um, I think it's an, an, another's nursing. And I think a third is cybersecurity, um, which is obviously incredible for um, anybody and everybody. Um, but basically, I was a business administration major at, at uh, my community college. Uh, I believe this was maybe 2021. Um, but I, I was taking a financial accounting class and did really, really well. Um, and my, um, my, my professor at the time uh, had essentially just pulled me aside after our final exams and told me that I could, I could go far, far beyond a business administration major. Uh, she, I guess, had noticed my problem solving skills and kind of like my, my passion for gosh, like checks and balances. Uh, accounting was really satisfying for me. Um, I, I don't know what it was. It was doing, you know, the income statements and I just, et cetera, so forth. It was all like super, super, it like itched a little tick in my brain. And my professor basically told me, uh, had like, do you, she was like, do you know about computer science? And I was like, no, what is that? Uh, never heard of that in my life. My high school didn't provide any sort of coding, computer science, et cetera, classes. Uh, we just had maybe like BIM and DIM. I don't know if anybody knows about those. It's like de like design classes with Photoshop and uh, Microsoft Word class where you practice your typing. Um, so I didn't really have any, any knowledge of computer science or programming or anything uh, as far as beyond my, my dad is an engineer at Dell. So I used to go into the uh, Dell Labs with him as a child, and, uh, you know, I always used to be very big into computers and blogging and content creation and having a website at 11, but I never really sat down and, uh, you know, programmed. Um, so she, she, that professor is actually the one that had me, uh, like, shift my major, change my major from business administration to computer science, um, and uh, my first semester starting computer science, I believe it was, gosh, and it feels so long ago now, uh, so <laughs> It's all like jumbled together, but uh, I think it was like fall 2022 or 20, I see it's somewhere in 2021. <laughs> Either way, my first semester of computer science, I actually got into a horrible car wreck. 
I broke my my right uh, arm and had to completely like drop my classes. Uh, and I was, gosh, that put me back uh, in my kind of college journey about maybe because I had to cast for for a few months and then I actually got the cast off and had to go into surgery and get some hardware put in my in, in my arm and then I had to go back and do a cast. So it felt like it was like a whole year just lost or like six oh. to nine months, just physical therapy. And um, so once I was able to actually go back to school um, and start my computer science degree, I started with Python and that was super fun. Um, and then I actually get to a database programming course uh, and that's when I'm using SQL, Oracle SQL and Oracle database. Uh, and that's when kind of this whole journey begins. I think that was my second semester into my computer science uh, so, major. Um quick questions sorry before you go into oh, it um, so when you when you decided to go into business administration did you do any research or anything like for example I know that when I went back to school for my master's I did some research on definitely like how much money I would make if I were to go into tech you know and if I would like what I was doing so you know why did you pick business administration and why, like, did you do any research before going into computer science that actually yeah. you say yes to that? Yeah. Um, honestly, I won't lie. 18, my parents divorced. I kind of chose business administration just because I didn't know what else to pick. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have really any direction from my parents or, uh, any sort any adult figure in my life I um, and that's it's it's another funny thing that's why I was you know sh you know sharing my story and stuff I've always tried to you know make note of you know I I don't have a a very uh, normal college uh, journey I've that's why it's taken me so long to get to where I am is because I've you know had to do it all on my own um which is okay and it's great and it makes me appreciate right. everything that I have that has come to me so much more. Um, but I honestly just picked it because I mean, my boyfriend at the time, that's now my husband, a uh, finance major, and he was in sales, uh, SaaS sales, software sales. Uh, and I was like, shit, that kind of looks fun. I guess I'll try it. You know, like I'm a good talker. I'm a good, you know, I could, you know, I'm a good salesperson. Uh, like I feel like I could really, you know, I, and I don't know what else I'm good at. Honestly, genuinely, I did not know what I was good at at the time. I hadn't had a chance to really try new things, especially in high school. I mean, I just played volleyball and didn't get to go to college for volleyball. So I'm kind of just like, well, <laughs> you know, uh, so that kind of fell into my lap. And then I so thankful for that professor that genuinely was told me, you are good at this. You should try that. Like, I've noticed that you, this is like, a skill that has stood out to me like amongst 30 other students um so yeah and that was like you know what maybe I am really good at this and I think I could do this um and you know I genuinely don't think I looked up any sort of research or information looking back I don't <laughs> I don't even think I did that I think I like went onto my community college's website looked at the uh, kind of like the degree plan and the the route I was gonna have to take and the classes I'd have to go through and um and it said that you know estimated you know developers in Texas this is you know after you get this you know go through this program this is you know what we assume that you'd make and uh, that's kind of all I did and I was like you know what let's do it 
Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That like makes with, sense. with the whole um like switch to computer science, like I know you're saying that it was something that you really hadn't thought of before and it was like largely directed by your professor's guidance. Did you ever like make the connection though? Because I think you were alluding a bit to how you've always been at least to a degree like immersed in the internet. Like you said that you started your first website at 11. Like what was that like? Like how would you describe yourself as like someone who's like always very like curious about the internet? Because just even kind of going off my own experience when I was switching from finance to tech, one of the things I thought about was like, hey, I don't really have any kind of computer science backgrounds, but tech does interest me. And I feel like culturally, just because I've always been like, so like internet immersed, like big gamer, having friends all across to like the country growing up and stuff like that. I felt like it was kind of like a cultural thing where pieces kind of came into place that I might not have like realized at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I started that blog at 11 uh, years old and it was about Club Penguin. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's I, I was it, more of a Webkins kid, but people love the Penguin. Too. I was I gosh, I was Webkins. I was God, there's so many little websites at the time I remember I was just so obsessed with that I would just like Yes, I would log I, on in the morning in the summers, like oh my god, from like my nine AM to nine PM. That was like literally our game and like our like young I don't even know what age it'd be, like ten to fourteen maybe kind of thing. We were like super into it. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of what I was at. Um, but I started that. I've always been very interested in the internet and stuff. Haven't really been super submersed in actual coding and programming. Um, but when I was a kid, my dad my my dad still works at Dell now as a hardware engineer. Um, but he always used to take me into the Dell labs, and uh, I I was always around people that were talking about tech and talking about you know hardware and storage and I just feel like that kind of like I subconsciously probably soaked it up um so as I've grown I've always feel like I've, I've just been very tied to especially content creation I feel like that's you know always come very naturally to me like I was 11 making YouTube videos, uh, making little screenshots and and making content, basically showing people where like little hidden items were in Club Penguin and and like I would literally go into paint and like circle something and this is where you can find the hidden sweatshirt for your penguin. Like just go like I would literally do like guides for events and how to find it was so I I I think I, I it's always kind of been in there. Probably. You have any thoughts um, on like where that itch came from? Because I feel like they're like different people. They're like people who are like really into like reading up on all the guides on the games, like super into like finding the new games and playing it, or maybe even like joining certain communities online. But like the whole like content creation bug was one that I've like always found very interesting. So I'm kind of like curious, like, do you remember where that like impulse and that desire to share these things with the world like came from hmm I I don't know I feel like as a kid I've just like looking back I you know I, I started playing soccer I you know starting three years old to 11 then from 12 on I did volleyball I've always been very competitive I 
I want to stand out. I want to be the best. It sounds so cringe. I want to stand out. I want to be the best. I want to be known for things that I love and I'm passionate about. Um, I, I, don't, I just, I don't know. I, I've always just wanted to provide things of substance and just be known for that. Um, I think subconsciously now that I'm adult, I, I, I like feel like I'm tapping into that more. But when I was 11, sorry, my dogs, when I was 11, I feel like I was, you know, truly just enjoying the process. Like I genuinely enjoy this game and I'm just going to make content for it. And it kind of feels the same now, you know, with Oracle, you know, the whole, you know, being an intern there, even before I was an intern, you know, I was making content about Oracle database and Oracle SQL. And I literally had no tie to Oracle at all. I was just a, you know, a community college student, um, just, you know, making content just because I was passionate about it and it was fun. So it kind of felt like everything for me kind of came full circle, you know, especially when, when Oracle reached out to me. Um, oh my God, my dogs, my husband just got home. <laughs> <laughs> They're going crazy. Um, but uh, I feel like it kind of came full circle for me that, you know, you know, as a child, I was making content, you know, something I was so passionate about, you know, and, and as an adult, still here I am, you know, making content about, you know, something, a company and, and, and you know, XYZ that I'm so passionate about. So I think that is so crazy that you were making basically documentation. <laughs> I, I didn't grow <laughs> up in the U.S., so like, I don't know what Penguin Circle well, Penguin is. documentation. Well, penguin. Right, but like, penguin, you were basically yeah. making documentation already, you know, like, like. Yeah, kind of translating think, to like uh, a confluence page, you know. <laughs> genuinely, I didn't think about it like that. It was de like documentation, essentially, for <laughs> right. a little a little child's game. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. Wow. I didn't. That's so funny. funny. You were building your skills already, you know. Like at this point, you could put that in your resume as you know. I have this x amount of experience on documentation technical writer for club penguin <laughs> right i was so bummed when they closed it down too my my website's still live to this day i'm i'm still so proud i was 11 and got thirty thousand views on it oh wow that's some, something i'll always brag wow. about like my my blog even as an adult now only maybe has fifty thousand views like my hash node blog only, only okay only yeah. fifty thousand views but okay <laughs> I'm barely beating my 11-year-old self by, like, that right. much. <laughs> I like the idea you're just competing against, like, little 11-year-old, like, Layla, who's looking at you all smug. Yeah. Like, like my Club Penguin blog literally got, like, just almost nearly as much as your, like, helpful coding blog about Python and Oracle database and setting up your own autonomous database. And so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when did... uh. I guess like the tech blogging and like social media accounts come into the picture. So in the story so far, you've switched over to computer science. You're still at Austin Community College studying that. Have you started doing the social stuff in the blogs at this point yet? Or is like this when it starts to kind of like come into the picture? It definitely comes into the picture um, when I switch my major. I think after my first semester, um, I remember my first semester I had Python and a few other classes and I was actually on campus and really immersed with my fellow like classmates and we were literally like in the computer lab struggling and like grinding together. It was so fun. Like when I look back like that was such like a cool experience to be able to just like sit in the computer lab like even like an hour after the exam was supposed to end our professor's still in there. She's like 
We're just sit, all sitting in this computer lab, like struggling on this exam an hour after the time it was supposed to end. Um, so when COVID hit, literally like not having that was <laughs> devastating, it felt like. Um, so I went to Twitter to find like some sort of community that I could like resonate with others. You know, everybody like, cause I was struggling. I'm a new computer science student and I'm, I'm learning things that I've never done in my life before. Like, you know, my second semester I had C++ and that was, oh my God, I just can't. And, you know, on top of like, you know, your other general studies, but these programming classes were, they were intense. And then, you know, COVID you're fully online. Nobody can go into the campus anymore. You know, there's no sense of community at all. Um, so I was lurking on Twitter for a long time. Um, and it was, it was weird to me. It seemed like that there was just like this niche community, like within Twitter. Um, and just like a bunch of developers and product managers and just like UI UX designers, like anybody that was, you know, remotely like involved in tech at all was just like in this community tweeting, like putting content out, whether it be cheat sheets or blog posts about, you know, breaking down like intricate, you know, concepts, programming concepts, or um, people were just like, it was just like this whole like buzzing. It felt like it was all just, I don't know. So I lurked for a bit. And then one day I made a Twitter account and kind of uh, started replying to people's content that I found helpful myself, you know, going through C++ and uh, at the time and, um, and then one day I was like, well, I guess I could start tweeting myself. I was like, I don't know like how, how it would, you know, how it would go. Um, but I remember my first media tweet was an HTML cheat sheet. And I think that got like 600 likes. Wow. Um, and at the time I know, and at the time That's I like think I had for, like yeah. a new account. I know. Um, so I was oh, like, oh yeah. wait. Quick question. How many followers did you have when you get, when you got those likes, I guess oh. I'm not. A Twitter person, so sorry if I like. Remember. No, you're fine. I'm trying to remember. Um, geez. I I think my first. I I remember growing really really fast. I remember like in my first two weeks, I had already had about three four thousand followers. Wow. Maybe my first week, I can't remember. It's either the first week or the first two weeks. Um, but I remember, I I remember at the time people were literally. I would, I would come across people even like tweeting about me and wondering if I was a bot or wondering if I was fake because what? I was growing so fast. Yeah. People were like, is she even real? Like I do, I'm the person who does that to like other people. Like I don't like, <laughs> I'm pretty, like I lurk on the internet a lot. I'm not like a social media poster, but I like, I'm like assume bot until proven otherwise. <laughs> Literally. So that's what it was for me. People were like, there's no way this, this is a real person. Like she's growing too fast. She's putting out content. Like, I was putting out like just cheat sheets and like little threads, you know, whatever I was taking at the time, whatever course, like uh, one, one semester I was taking an operating systems class. So I did a lot of content on, uh, you know, Chrome jobs and, and uh, Linux commands and how to do X, Y, Z in the terminal and whatever. Um, and then another, another semester I took fundamentals of networking. So like Wireshark and tracing packages and all that jazz. Like I was kind of just, whatever semester classes I was taking, I, I was trying to just, you know, that was my theme for the few months kind of, um, um, and that people really resonated with that. I feel like I was able to kind of like, like cherry pick from topics. And I think that resonated with whoever audience was in those, you know, in those, uh, kind of those little compartments. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so did you have like a lot of um, college students or were they also professional? Uh, I think early on I had a lot of students follow me just because I feel like early on I really tried to maintain like I'm just putting content out that I is helping me and that I'm even sharing with my fellow classmates you know Um, and I'll put this out here if it helps anybody uh, like disclaimer I'm not an expert I'm just a college student but this has seemed to help me and my classmates Um, Mm -hmm. so I've always tried to maintain that uh, that you know uh, branding that I'm just amateur Uh, if this helps you that's so great Um, if not you know if I'm wrong somebody please correct me too because I'm you know I'm still learning and I'm still new in all of this and um, I think having that uh, framing my content like that I feel like has really like attracted professionals and students Um, because even a lot of professionals you know are still learning you know they still may learn something from me and vice versa. So having that open mind, I feel like, uh, um, feel like I've been able to attract a lot of people like that, I think. I've, I feel like a lot of people in my replies are pretty open-minded and, um, and, uh, and pretty chill, <laughs> you know? That's one of those things I've always really appreciated. And I think especially coming from, I never had any kind of like formal tech or like IT or comp sci degree to like moving over over to the tech industry is like I started as a solution engineer so like the technical experts on sales calls and like basically started with like zero took a couple coding certifications on free code camp and like started building up my knowledge from there so like I all just I just remember like and I still do it like going through blogs articles cheat sheets and all that stuff just because you're starting with the fundamental building blocks that you need to learn first. I would like read an article, be like, I have a thousand questions on what like 20 of these terms mean. So like having that perspective of coming at it from like a learner's beginner attitude, and even just when you get into your more like technical advanced types of content, like still just making sure you define concepts throughout. I've always like found that like super something I very much appreciate and value. And it's also kind of like a bit of like a superpower too, because like even just take on our team now with like you and I both having like Jeff has, is Jeff technically still your manager? I know you're saying Miguel's like, yeah, your, yeah so you have like two yeah. managers, but like having Basically. someone like, yeah, like Jeff who for people who don't know is uh, both Layla and I as managers, he's like a very senior high up product manager and like the product manager for database tools and the way that he thinks just because he has like all of this knowledge from so many years all the building blocks and like fundamentals it's it's subconscious to him so it's like oh if he's like reading through something he'll be like I like he kind of fills in those blanks versus I'll be like hey it might be good for us like give a little bit more explanation here because like I don't even know like I don't know what this is like referring to kind of thing so it is kind of cool how even though we can't match, say, people with, like, decades of experience, we still kind of have that eye with, like, how we can contribute value. You know, Seriously, I'm, Jeff is... Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say that I think that is something that Oracle is becoming more aware of, the fact that 
I feel like back in the day for me, at least it was really hard to find some information, complete information from zero. And now we have people like us that are coming from, hey, we just graduated and we want to learn things from zero. And we kind of want to understand things from foundation to becoming an expert. So we are the ones that, you know, also bring that into the table. of, Can you please go like a level below that? Because I, I definitely also run into that a lot of, I'm sitting here, but I'm not understanding anything. And I'm Googling a terminology that requires me to Google again, you know? So like I go into this whole loop of, I just lost what I was thinking, you know? Or like, I just lost what I was actually trying to learn, you know? Uh, yeah. So never <laughs> lose exactly. that skill, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Jeff is uh, Jeff's pretty incredible for sure. He, I feel like he has just such a, one thing I really admire about Jeff is he has such a, a, like a balance when it comes to product management and actual coding and software development. Um, whereas, you know, being on Twitter and whatnot, I've, um, you know, product managers are usually just product managers. You know, they just manage the product and, you know, they manage expectations and deadlines and et cetera. But, uh, what I've really admired about Jeff is that he's just, so, he can be so hands-on with the actual coding element of whatever project that we're doing. Like he is not only just managing the product, he could literally provide some insight in how we can build the product. Um, Cause he's, he can actually code himself, uh, which I think is just so, I feel like that's so cool about being a product manager that you could actually, code, you know, yeah. um, so that's, yeah, Jeff, Jeff's awesome. I'm, I've been really, really, really grateful to uh, have leadership, you know, even as an intern and then now as, you know, a full-time engineer, I have leadership that are just incredible. Like Jeff is incredible. Uh, Chris Rice, VP is um, another incredible mentor of mine, like Jeff, and, and then uh, Kay Malcolm as well. She, senior director of... Uh, database product management, K Malcolm's incredible too. So there's just so many, uh, like, as you know, you guys were saying so many, just so many incredible people at Oracle. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. We both have, I'm excited for when we get to it in your story, but like we both have that shared, like we owe our career getting into database tools to like K and Jeff, like getting us. It's in. true. Yeah. It no, is true. Like that whole thing with like Jeff, Jeff being technical and like able to back it up with that like coding ability that's something that like I find super inspiring because I don't know like just the way my personality is wired it's I don't like to just leave things at like the surface level like oh we need to do this why like mm -hmm. just because like I always like want to go deeper and find out and the fact that it's just like we get to just be in this ecosystem of people who have been at Oracle forever are like IC6 and like high up management who just have this like and super incredible and like awe-inspiring and extremely intimidating knowledge it's just like i want to learn the technical stuff and as quickly as possible just so like i'm not a liability and so i feel like i'm holding my weight because like you guys like know so much and there is like this feeling of like if i'm gonna be like around you people like it's like jeff and stuff um most directly for me it's like, I want to take advantage of that learning opportunity and try to like absorb as much of your like Jeff brain as I can, just like while I have that access to you. Right. 
that's that's exactly how I, I feel the same about Jeff and Chris for sure. Chris is awesome. Like I I feel like uh I really got a chance to to learn a lot um from from Chris too this summer as an intern and um you know having a VP be pretty hands-on with you as an intern I like I I I was like super you know like super lucky and then a senior director Kay I mean for you like you as well you know and um it's just it's been it's been incredible I feel like I've just been like surrounded and supported um since like my first summer um you know at Oracle um you know so yeah yeah so let's get back to the like how you got to that internship point so you made your Twitter basically um just like as a result of the pandemic, looking to connect and you're trying to learn this domain, you've switched over to focusing on comp science school and you're turning out content. Like what's the kind of bridge from that to getting reached out to by Oracle for the internship opportunity? Um, yeah, the bridge for that was definitely, um, gosh, I don't remember what semester I took database programming, um, but I remember I believe I was, I can't remember if this was, before, I think it was after, I think maybe COVID had calmed down at this point. Cause I remember I was back on campus in the computer lab. Um, I think it was like a async, not asynchronous, but we were in, yeah, we were in the computer lab quite a, quite a bit. So um, I was tweeting a ton about Oracle uh, database on Twitter. I remember uh, I was looking back at my tweets the other day. I was basically just like, taking pictures of my like my computer in the computer lab and kind of like sharing my journey learning uh oracle sql and using um the oracle database or oracle sql developer like in the command line and uh, the actual application um as well um it was it's <laughs> my whole class and i it was it was funny we my professor really preferred us <clears throat> to use uh, Oracle SQL developer in the command line. So we really preferred for us to write our SQL literally in the terminal, um, which was so miserable. I remember, I, I remember after, like a little bit deeper into the semester um, after really tweeting about uh, Oracle database a lot and actually connecting um, on Twitter. I think it was with Jeff. I remember I would, I searched in the, in the search bar, like Oracle SQL, just to see who the top creators were that would pop up. Um, who was making content about that. And I remember, I think Jeff was one of them. So I remember following him and like started to interact with his content. And I remember like replying just so pumped because I was taking the class at the time. And I remember he would come out with his updates that he does now, still uh, like no joke. And I remember replying to a few and just like, oh, this is so pumped. Like I'm going to tell my whole class about this. I <laughs> think it's so cool. Um, and then I remember, uh, I think, I had like Kay liked my one of my replies. I think it was. I was like, "Who is Kay Malcolm?" I was like, "Who is this?" Uh, her bio said senior director, um, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll follow." Um, so I followed her, and then I believe it was like a few. I ran. I randomly get a DM from her from Kay. Oh wait, no. First, I get a DM from Jeff. Jeff basically was like, "You know, hey, I saw you're you know a student, you know, taking you know this class." Um, you know, if there's anything we can do to, you know, make, you know, your learning experience, you and your classes better, just let me know. And I was like, this is cool as heck. I was like, thanks for reaching Honestly, out. Um, okay, like, 
me thinking of like a college student getting a reply from like a distinguished product management at Oracle you know what I mean like I wonder if other companies does that but like I think it's showing that we really care about every user you know not Jeff just so awesome about our big that. companies or whatever yeah he backs up really the everyday joe like yeah. the everyday joe not just like, like massive corporations like you know lululemon or ikea or mm -hmm. uh, mercedes but i don't there's a long list i can't even remember all of them that oracle is partnered with you know in that that companies that use oracle um but then after that I, i'm sure jeff and Kay talked about me in the background i think they did i, I believe i was told they did because I get a DM from Kay shortly after Twitter DM that uh, basically was like, we love your enthusiasm and your passion. And um, basically she had asked, she asked me if I would like to intern in like two months, the summer, uh, upcoming summer, which was in two months at the time. Um, and I remember going to my husband um, and I'm like, what do you think about this DM? I remember thinking it was a scam. I remember like, this is not <laughs> a robot. Like, this isn't how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> like my husband was like let's do some research first before you reply but right I was like this is real we were like this is real um so I was definitely uh geeking out um my husband too um just like crazy like chance not chance but this like you know felt like one in a million that I would like the weird serendipity that came together there yeah yeah yeah. Um, so then after that, it snowballed so fast, like it literally went zero to 100. In two months, I was already an intern. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, no, I, I mean, I applied after the fact to the to the application, but they really, really pushed me through. Um, they, I feel like, I mean, they, they saw, I, I, I remember they told me they saw like XYZ in me and they, they just knew that I was going to provide a lot of value. And um I honestly have never really had people believe in me like that before uh so it was it was really that first summer I really like started out of the gate you know working hard and just wanting to prove my my value and my worth um so then you know going into the second summer I felt like I was just kind of reiterating that again and um trying to you know keep building you know on the connections that I made with, with Jeff and, and Chris and Kay and you know everybody at Oracle so um so yeah. um what do you think would be like the three skills that got you that internship and how was your experience starting your internship with Oracle um three skills like, I, I would think that definitely the social media part, you know, like reaching out to people in social media was a really big one because that's how you got your visibility, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think, um, you know, definitely there's a lot of times where I really didn't know what I was doing, um, even before making the Twitter, then, you know, after making the Twitter. Um, so I feel like... Um, perseverance probably for one if not a skill but mm -hmm. I there's a lot of points where it was just would have been the, the easiest thing to just give up just to stop um my account's not growing the way that I want I'm like everybody's landing jobs all my fellow friends in real life that I went to high school with they're like already like in full-time job like I'm all that XYZ. pressure 
Yep, a lot, a lot of comparing yourself, a lot of comparing, but, um, you know, the visibility from social media that, um, that just, that really helped a ton, obviously, like, I feel like competency has, has to come along with visibility, you know, um, and that's something I was actually, it's funny enough, I was at Oracle, a new grad event last week, and they were talking about visibility and competency, competency, and, uh, kind of how, you know, having a high visibility, high visibility with a low competency isn't really, isn't really ideal, you know, and then, you know, vice versa, low visibility, but a high competency, you know, nobody can see that you're killing it. Nobody can see how much, you know, um, you know, but then a high visibility, everybody can see that, like, what you don't know, uh, every, like, in how much you, you know, all the experience you don't have. Um, but I feel like I really played into that, um, having high visibility, but low competency, because mm -hmm. I'm new in this industry. I'm super new. I, I don't know everything. There's, I probably know less than I do know, like, if that makes sense. I, mm -hmm. I don't know a lot. There's a lot I don't, I don't know a lot. A majority, I don't know. Um, so I feel like just being authentic and vulnerable in that, um, yeah has really like set me apart, especially with Oracle, just, you know, trying to spark some new vibes with Oracle. Like I'm a learner, I'm a self-starter and I think Oracle's cool. I think it's not as, I think it's not as hard as everybody makes it out to be once you sit down and actually realize the strength and the power and the capabilities of Oracle database. I, I just think it's like a good thing doesn't happen overnight. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like sitting with it, learning it and, and fine tuning it to your needs even. Cause I, yeah, I'm rambling, but. No, um, I love yeah. that. There are like yeah. two things I really want to touch on that you said. The first is you and I are like talking over Slack just between the two of us a little bit about this. What's your whole thoughts on that? Like visibility versus competency thing because I understand the point that the person was like trying to make which is like hey like sometimes too much attention isn't bad and not all attention is positive attention but like especially as someone who's like had a huge amount of imposter syndrome like I don't have any like I kind of like waltzed my way into PM by accident after like mm -hmm. only being a solution engineer for a year and a half and before that I'd like no tech background and there was definitely like a lot of insecurity and they're like there are just points where it's like I'm extremely introverted like growing up by nature uh with like my friends and people who I like trust I'm close to like I can be like very silly and outgoing but like part of my journey has been like coming out of my shell a lot and I think a big part of why I think I've been able to learn and grow so much with tech and just in my career so quickly at Oracle is that at a certain point, I kind of like took this attitude of what's the worst that they can do? Like if I, if I'm an idiot, like fire me, it's like, okay, I'm young enough where I can get another job. So let's stop worrying about me trying to be like, even though I kind of have to be the expert, Let's stop worrying about me being the expert and just focus on what do I know and what do I not know? And the more honest I found I have been about that and the more I admit to people like, hey, I don't know this or I'm confused by this. It just makes you learn quicker and you kind of have to like remember that 
like no one expects you know everything coming out of the bat and I feel like there's like this like idea in our head that we think we have to be especially in this industry where it's so knowledge heavy like we have to be perfect we have to know everything but if we try to like hold ourselves to that kind of persona it's just gonna it's just us holding ourselves back we're not gonna learn as quick and we're gonna be there's a chance to be like more miserable because of that whole like imposter syndrome constantly kicking yourself feeling like you're not the person you're portraying type thing so I don't know like I guess with the whole like visibility thing I've always looked at it as or or I guess in the past couple years I've looked at it as like you know what like screw it let's do it like let's put ourselves out there do disclaimer like I don't know everything if you see something like please be like polite about it but I want to be called out so I can learn quicker Mm -hmm. and like even with this podcast too it's like I did not have very good public speaking skills before this and for Moon I've just mentioned how much it's helped us grow and talk about people who are like unqualified or two brand new (laughs) product managers being like hey guys you want to hear like our (laughs) advice and wisdom on product management when we like started three months ago which was like essentially we started this like podcast pretty early into our career so it's like I don't know it's interesting is that something you've like thought about or had like thoughts on just with your own experience I I don't know I feel like what I what I so the the person I hope to be in 30 years whenever I'm considered a professional whenever I'm considered senior status etc whatever I want to I want to I want to be I want to be on Twitter and I want to I want to be surrounded by young creators like me young product managers like you guys who are providing new insights, fresh, new thought of like creative aspects of things. Like these, there's so many things that have been set in stone in this industry for so Mm -hmm. long. I feel like every new generation that comes into tech and, you know, the more balanced it becomes between men and women and all, and our, you know, different minorities and ethnicities, everybody's bringing in these new fresh ideas and these new these new creative uh alternatives and ideas to things um and i i want to be you know the 50 year old engineer that's listening to you know a young engineer's podcast like you guys and is like you know what that's a really good way to think of that and i in my 40 years in this industry haven't thought of it that way um and i feel like the best people you know, even the ghost for life as well, um, being 60, 50, et cetera, having 20 years, five years of experience, we're always still learning and we don't know everything. Yeah. We could always be provided with new, you know, insights and new, new perspectives of ways to think about things or learn things, um, you know, so yeah, I feel like some- what you guys are doing is really cool in that way. You know, 50 year old product managers can you know, provide or, you know, be provided with new, you know, new ideas and perspectives. Those are literally the compliments, like, from Jeff that are some of the ones that, like, hit the hardest with me that, like, it just makes me feel really good. It's like when he says things to me, like, you keep me on my toes. And even after doing this for so long, like, you make me think about things and, like, hit it from new angles I hadn't thought of. And, like, coming from someone who, like, I respect so much, like him, that means a lot because like I don't have like those years of experience and like that whole you can still provide value thing but the second thing I did want to touch on too was 
you were talking, Ramu was asking, like, what were kind of, like, three things that led to you getting the internship? What was the, like, what is it that Kay and Jeff saw in you, like, at that time? And I'm curious, like, if they've mentioned to you what that thing is they saw in you, that, like, potential or whatever. But I want to share, like, what I've always really appreciated about you first which is just like your energy, optimism, and like positive attitude. I feel like that's, we have such like a credential economy now where all anyone cares about is like, what degree do you have? What certifications? What school did you go to? And who do you know? But the more I like move into my career and like, I guess the adult world, the more I'm kind of like noticing these patterns of these like the problems that we're dealing with is very loosely defined and usually ambiguous it's very rare when like things are very straightforward and one of the things I've been like appreciating is just how important mindset is for solving problems and like when I went over from like I was like pretty just feeling down on myself like in my career in finance realizing it wasn't for me it was a good opportunity like out of school and I'm grateful I had it but mm -hmm. Just the fact that I can make like such a hard pivot to tech and one that was successful and worked, that like filled me with like so much like, holy shit, if I can do that kind of pivot, I can like, it just opens you up to if I can accomplish this, what are the other things that I didn't think of for myself that I can do? And like, I think like going through solution engineering and like working my butt off and that leading to me being recognized by Kay and Jeff also and getting into product management and then like here still from what I've heard sounds like so far so good and what I'm doing like it just keeps this positive energy and like makes me want to stay optimistic and it's like once I got that flame kind of burning I want to be very careful about not letting it be extinguished and with you it's like there are times where I'll be like heads down focused on my work you can get like frustrated especially working with, like technical stuff can beat yourself up at times and like you can just like get in some foul moods sometimes just by nature of just being like deep in the work and see, I like just seeing you on social media and chatting with you directly and just seeing this like positive optimistic attitude that you have in this like sea of negativity that seems to be getting like more and more intense everywhere it like inspires me it's like I'll be like getting a little grumpy and you and I will just be like sharing our little dumbass jokes in Slack and like it makes me feel better and I'm like okay like this rejuvenates me it's like something I've noticed with you is that you really do help people kind of like kindle that positive flame and it affects like all those around you and it's like a very impressive thing that's not something that can be like expressed on a resume I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jeff and Kay have genuinely like said what you just said word for word that I, Jeff's literally said, I have this it factor. <laughs> I have this it factor. He basically like, I remember like, uh, I haven't talked to Kay in a hot minute it, um, being full time. Her and I spoke a lot um, over the summers, my two internships, but a general theme I've noticed from, you know, getting feedback from Jeff and Kay is that, um, like sparking excitement, passion, and maybe just like a little fun when it comes to Oracle database. Um, 
kind of breaking it down, um, trying to cater to young people, students like myself, uh, not just like 40, 50, and see, I don't want to talk about age. It's been 20 year experienced developers that have been in the industry for a long time. You know, there's they're they've tried Oracle database once and they didn't like it. And now they're never going to try it again. Um, I guess I was unknowingly sparking kind of reframing that mindset when it comes to Oracle database. Like this stuff is actually like not that hard. If you would just sit down, like actually just watch my five minute video. Cause like this will literally like just make it so easy for you. Um, even for my fellow college students, I, you know, SQL developer web was huge. I remember literally going to every single classmate in my computer lab going, do you know that this is literally like, this is a thing that you could use in the, like the, like your web browser. Like you don't have to download, like you don't have to like install the application. Um, like, look how easy this is. Like, like, hello. Um, so I feel like basically they would, you know, they told me they loved how I was just kind of reframing the mindset about Oracle database in general. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, like, yeah, like you said, I, I don't, I guess, I guess I put out this like very um, positive, optimistic, um, like genuinely excited and authentic. I just, I, I feel like I just try to just be myself. Mm -hmm. um, like as I've grown older, I've grown more comfortable being myself and sometimes I'm too much for a lot of people. Um, and when I was younger, I would try to tone myself down. To I'm cater. laughing because that describes my personality in a nutshell, too. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah. So as I've been getting older, I've, you know, I think social media, too, provides me, like, a safety blanket. Like, uh -huh. I feel more comfortable on social media than I do probably, like, like at my new grad event uh, at the Oracle campus. Um just sometimes getting bombarded with people like how did you start your social media like what did you do like how did you grow like get so many followers like I'd have like four people around me like asking me multiple <laughs> different questions and I'm just like y'all I I'm not good with like I'm still learning the in-person stuff like uh -huh. when it comes to like talking about like like I don't want to come across boastful or like braggy like I don't really know how I've gotten to where I am like I don't have like an exact formula I genuinely don't um been a, like a good a chunk of luck and I feel like a lot of just perseverance and being so stubborn I'm not going to give up um like I know what I deserve and I want it and I don't care how long it's going to take me um I will land a job somewhere where I'm valued and um I'm recognized for a lot of my strengths and my creativity and um and yeah so I feel like it's like I said just a bundle of luck and and hard work and um, and yeah, that look, that visibility was huge. Cause like me putting content out there and not having that visibility, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be here right now. <laughs> yeah. I think the fun thing that you mentioned too is so important because that's something I've been like, I've noticed is like a little bit of a superpower is like the more I have fun with my work, the better it is. And the more authentically it like resonates, like, especially cause like, I don't know, I I guess this is like more so like a thought about content is there does seem to be like a group of people who kind of goes like, okay, 
what's my agenda first and then like push it out and then like a lot of it it comes out like inauthentic so people we've learned how to tune out like our generation just because of the amount of information we have access to I feel like our brains have gotten very good at like picking out fakeness Mm -hmm. which is like why there's like such an opportunity I think like people flock to like your content because I like remember when like one of like the first times I like I met you and like getting to know you you kind of go like okay she's like super like optimistic like bubbly enthusiastic on social media like just the kind of question that you ask yourself on everyone you're like is that kind of like an act a little bit or like what's going on there and it's like you meet you in person and just like on FaceTime calls and all the other stuff with remote work and you're like okay no this is the same exact person like inside and out and that's like why you resonate with people like it's it's interesting to see and like even with the whole stubbornness too it's like I think that's huge because I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast but it's like I got rejected from Oracle like three times before I got my solution engineering job it's just like I do have like and Jeff's seen it where it's like I might not have my timing all that great yet on when I'll get stuff done but I'm like no I'm gonna run at that wall until like either I get a concussion <laughs> or I break through like kind of thing and like especially with tech I feel like that's like so important and just fixing your like gaze on something and, like locking onto it yeah I that's that's a lot of I feel like I've always been that way just very mm-hmm. I've always been very stubborn um you know especially with sports I I'm very competitive and I would gosh stay hour two hours after practice until I got something right um so I feel like that's definitely translated into a lot of different ways as an adult now you know I I knew I knew with my Twitter that um that I wanted to treat it as a tool I didn't want to just treat it as just you know become an influencer I I wanted to be known like I you know I've said earlier I want to be known for something of substance you know I want to be known for really good content really helpful content maybe if even if it just helps one person and I've always I remember telling myself that you know even in 2021 posting my first blog post and um I um was just telling myself even if this just helps one person you know even if I just get one comment like I that's a win you know if maybe even just 20 views 50 um like setting and it's not even having expectations but setting the expectations low and just my hopes you know high I'm hopeful that it'll help at least one person I'm hopeful that you know maybe a student will come across my 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 story of my journey a community college student and you know will continue to be motivated uh, or will be you know I'll spark some sort of passion in them to where maybe they were about to give up and now they won't um so um but yeah I'm wondering why you picked um, Twitter and on LinkedIn because I feel like LinkedIn maybe it's a generational thing because I'm definitely not a Twitter person but I feel like LinkedIn will be more of like my professional looking for things if I'm not googling something yeah I I think I liked Twitter just because early on I was looking for that sense of community I wanted to I wanted to I kind of wanted to hear from other people that were also struggling mm-hmm. like uh you know, taking classes, coding classes, um, fully remote, like basically teaching myself, like going mm-hmm. through the lectures and teaching myself. Um, 
I wanted to be, I wanted to be surrounded by others that were also doing the same thing and struggling and, um, cause not, you know, being able to go on campus, you know, I'm not surrounded by my, you know, fellow students that were also struggling. And, um, so I, I think the sense of community with Twitter really attracted me a lot at first, um, being able to reply to someone, have them reply to me and maybe engage in like a meaningful discussion about a concept that I'm, I'm, I don't know about, or I'm not very familiar with. Um, and then me providing content myself, you know, maybe the way that I'm thinking about a concept is, mm-hmm. is a way that someone else hasn't thought about it. And maybe that clicks with them better than, you know, the 10,000 other articles that they've gone through. Um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of, kind of, kind of how I've tried to, um, try to do it. And did you feel like you're, okay, so we were talking about how, um, whatever you learn in school sometimes doesn't apply to your work, you know? So did that happen when you started your internship? And what was the difference between, you know, being an intern and being a full-time? Does it change the way you're, you know, have to tackle your tasks or for, because for example, when Zach and I were doing class off, it was more of like a getting to know Oracle process and of course getting to know a little bit of the technology but then when we switched to product management our mode of thinking about things were more of like we have to produce you know we're not learning anymore exactly yeah I I feel like um you know being an intern was that was my first kind of overview of what it even is like to be an actual real engineer um, nothing like school, you know, ha- we don't use GitHub at school, um, no Git, no version control, um, no sprints, you know, and some of the time you're writing code in Notepad. Um, I've actually ri- written code on paper for, you know, one of my first Python courses. So it's just things are just night and day. Um, and that's kind of part of the reason why I didn't go for my bachelor's and I just went for my associate's degree in computer programming um, just because, I mean, what I've learned in school, I mean, yes, it helped me problem solve. Yes, it helped me, you know, have basic knowledge of the fundamentals of programming, object-oriented programming, you know, know, modular, all of that. That's great. Sorry about that. So you didn't go through for your bachelor's, you you just got your associate. Wow, that is incredible. Okay, so that stereotype of, you know, these uh, big companies don't go for, you know, people that don't have a bachelor's degree, like, let's throw that to trash, basically. Yes. <laughs> Literally, um, I always I mean, and it's, it's, as I've been on Twitter, you know, there's, I, I interact with a lot of people from India, um, you know, obviously, things are way different there, um, versus the United States. But okay. here in the US, things are really starting to shift. Um, like the curriculum is just so outdated if you know if we really want to level the playing field for for new grads coming into coming into the software engineering industry then we really need to really really need to increase the quality of our curriculum when it comes to computer science i mean i'm writing typescript i'm dealing with react i'm transpiling es6 modules to umd i'm i'm using things that i've never even known about known of while I was in school at all mm-hmm. I maybe took one uh, web programming class and that was html css and javascript 
Um, there's really no intensive front end development degree plan at any university for any computer science because it's computer science, you know. Mm -hmm. um, for me, and it's not that I'm coming into this as a, a fully front end dev, but, you know, Python, C++, etc. you know, those are all still used day to day, but um, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hit on the niche frameworks that are so used nowadays, you know, TypeScript, JavaScript frameworks, uh, you know, even Tailwind, like there's just so much that's used now that aren't like, we just, we don't, we're behind the curve when we come out of college, like, you know, it, it's a, me learning TypeScript on my own, you know, after, cause I haven't, I, I don't, I don't really know about TypeScript and it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and, and React as well, Preact, um, is, and, uh, so it's, uh, but it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's good practice. Cause we're never gonna, I'm never going to stop learning in this job. Um, exactly. so I need to get, get used to asking questions and get used to feeling uncomfortable and get used to not knowing. <laughs> Definitely. And if you could um, share any of the resources that you use outside of work to learn all of these things, that would be awesome. I feel like a lot of people would like that. Yeah. I Should I send them to you guys later? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. If yes, any so come like top the head now, like you can mention them, but we could put it in the link to, on okay. the podcast, like description. I I know this might be horrible, but would you, do you guys would y'all mind if we maybe ended at like twelve so I could yeah. have a little time before my next meeting? Oh yeah, that's yeah. the that's the plan okay. that we had. Okay, yeah. cool. Did you need to? We got it's seven minutes till twelve. Um, can you go until twelve, or do you want to like stop yeah. a couple minutes before? Okay, perfect. Yeah, let's uh, we can start to wrap things up. Actually, can can I can I go get some water, more water? Yeah. Really quick. Okay. We can <laughs> okay, like cut this right. out. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry. This is long, definitely for some people. I know. We're so used to it, so. I know. It's like we go like. This and is... there's just so much to talk about, you know. I, I know. Like I was like literally thinking, I'm like, we need to get Layla back on just for a round two at we some should. point. But yeah. it is funny because this will probably be like an hour fifteen episode, but. Mm -hmm. We've gotten used to the marathon talking. That's like another skill that's nice. It's like, <laughs> I, I used to be like, like so terrified when we sat down to like, what the heck are we going to talk about for an hour and a half? We always have something to talk about though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, there, there's a lot of questions. There's like a lot of things that I'm like curious about, you know, because I thought she was talking about because you know how some community colleges have four-year degrees, like actually four-year degrees. So you go, you do computer science for four years, but she got an associate. That is crazy. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit like at the time because she was an intern at Oracle during it. And like, mm -hmm. that was like kind of like a big decision. She was like weighing like, do I like stay on longer for the bachelor's? Do I, like, I go for like the associate? How's that going to kind of affect the Oracle recruiting, if at all? Because it is an interesting game where mm -hmm. we have all, like, especially as a college student, you have, like, all these preconceived notions where it's, like, in order for companies to care about us, we got to do, like, this, mm -hmm. this, and this. And so much of it is just, like, the status quo. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you actually, like, talk to these people, these companies are, like, we don't really care about this. And I do think there is, I wonder if there's, like, any way to solve this. I do mm -hmm. wonder if there's, like, a bit of, like, an HR recruiting problem where 
they're looking for certain buzzwords and there's a bit of a cognitive distance between what the actual management and like people in the role find important versus right. like oh the research shows that people who have like these skills and these degrees and this credentials like filter for them like you miss out on people that way like by not thinking outside the box but there's so many candidates to like filter through so it's a hard problem but yeah but yeah we could uh because we only have five minutes we can have you send the resources um that we could put in the description just to save time but is there like any removes there like any kind of like last minute questions like final ones that we want to wrap things up on that comes to mind or like any last um, thing you want to mention Layla before we go um I trying to think honestly I guess not um I would just say to anybody who's feeling discouraged or unmotivated I've been there and even though it seems like low visibility, nobody's giving you a chance. Uh, nobody's noticing you. Um, I've I've just been there, and it's it's so daunting. Like you have this goal that you just really want so bad, um, and uh, I would just recommend don't give up. Um, keep working hard with no expectations. Um, even though that's like easier said than done, literally it's so hard not to have expectations for things that you're putting such hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into. Um, but um, I feel like the universe rewards authenticity and hard work. So yeah. that's all I would say. Yeah, especially for college students. Like, I think one of the big jarring things is you start to apply to all these jobs and like the dozens of rejection letters that you can get when it's like you don't even get a first round and you're just like, oh, shoot, that could be so discouraging. But kind of like like you said, don't keep your head down, like keep working, find something to do. But also don't just like sit around banging your head against the wall of the same problem. Um, if something's not working, like find creative ways to get your foot in the door. Like you obviously did it through creating content and social media. And I'm yep. sure there's like plenty of other ways, like reaching out to people on LinkedIn, like asking to get coffee, someone who inspires you in your area, like just finding ways to stand out, be like really helpful for getting past those like roadblocks that most of us face. Yeah, it's it's uh, standing out. It's it's hard, especially when the industry is kind of over a little a little saturated right now. Um, when it comes to so many amazing engineers, like like there's so so many ama amazing talented developers, you know, creating personal projects and putting just amazing tools out there that aren't getting that visibility. Um, so you know, especially while I'm on Twitter, I always try to you know, I a model for me is that usually the most hardworking, knowledgeable devs usually don't have a social media presence, and if mm -hmm. they do, it's quite small because um, they don't. They're not putting a lot of their time into growing a social media presence. Um, so I always try to look for those those people that are putting out that amazing content that caters to me and what I'm doing. And it may not get a lot of views, but I read through it and this person knows what they're talking about. They may not have the visibility, but they have the competency all the way. So well, and I also I I uh, typescript 
lang.org. That's one of a, a website that I, I, I use for trying to get really, really get good with TypeScript. Um, and then uh, there's a React 101 course on Codecademy um, that I've gone through. Um, and that was really, really helpful um, with just trying to, you know, we since we're using React, Preact at, uh, um, on the database tools team on the LiveSQL project that they're doing the React course really helped me um, kind of move it over to use it with Preact. So, so yeah. Yeah, we'll make sure that we get all those links for the description before we post this and we'll check with you. But yeah, definitely appreciate your time, like coming on the podcast. Would love yeah. to have you for like a round two at some point. Cause I know Ramu and I were saying when you're getting your water, it's like, I still have so many questions and oh. <laughs> like, really enjoyed this yeah. conversation. But yeah. Yeah, me too. I know the holidays coming up. So it, it, and like we have a code freeze starting. I think it's December. I think after we come back from Thanksgiving. So things are, gosh, things are like ramping up hard. I don't, it's, it's, I, it's my first experience with the de deadlines and all that jazz. So we'll definitely do uh, a round two, you know, for sure. Maybe after the holidays, yeah. everyone has more, more time. So. That sounds thank good. you. Welcome yeah, to thank Oracle. You. I know. Welcome thank to Oracle. You. Congrats on your first I'm time so offer. I'm so happy that you have, you're a girl, you know, like we need more girls. Oh, no, I know. So. I, I know. <laughs> oh my, I see. I, seriously, I, I've been trying my best to like, any like uh i'm trying to recruit some interns from my community yes. college so i'm like all the girls in my computer science club i'm like hey are you possibly interested in being an intern like we need some more female devs I, even though I, I love my dev team but i could use one more girl yeah on my yeah. team you know so well it's nice to meet you ramu nice meeting you yeah. too thank yes. you yes. y'all we'll both have a great day yeah dallas technically managing 16 see you all later bye